We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Today, I'm talking with Mark Ski Struczewski, Mr. Productivity. He helps entrepreneurs and executives get the right stuff done in a distracted world. In addition to being a productivity expert, Mark is a speaker, host of the Mark Struczewski podcast, and an online trainer. His strategies have guided CEOs, executive directors, business owners, business corporate specialists, and entrepreneurs to get back control of their time. You can find out more about how to connect with Mark and his mission to create confident leaders at MrProductivity.com. On the podcast, we talk about the power of daily habits, and now, more than ever, is the time to learn something new. Mark's attitude on life and opportunities is infectious, and it was great to be able to share our experiences and what we're doing to make ourselves better. If you're looking to be more productive or learn some new habits during the COVID-19 pandemic, then go check out Mark's website and Productivity Challenge. Now, let's get better together. Mark Struczewski, thanks for coming on the pod. Hey, uh, we haven't talked in a very long time. Of course, I, I should say that I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but you were just on my show recently, and we had a great conversation. I'm so delighted you had me on your show as well. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, just wanted to say put it out there uh, right away that uh, I really appreciate all the advice that you gave me offline for how to do a podcast, how to be more efficient, the tools to use, sort of the procedure. I think our conversation last week is going to save me like, I don't know, an hour or two or more for, for production of all this stuff, just because, you know, you've done over 500, 582, 583 or something like that. Um, <laughs> and uh, just really appreciate the the mentorship, uh, albeit, you know, for a short amount of time. It really did did help. And I think that's what I'm trying to get at when I talk about you know, the entrepreneur ethos and the community and helping each other out. So uh, thank you so much for that. Well, my pleasure. And it's episode 527 dropped today on March 24th. Uh, not to the 580s yet, but believe me, uh, I can't believe them at 527. It just seems so surreal. Yeah, no, I know. And it's it's amazing. And um, so, you know, quickly, 
can you just sort of give us a background uh, on who you are, where you came from, and sort of, you know, how you came to do what you're doing? Well, I'm going to be funny here. I came from my mom. <laughs> um, I, well, the short story is I was uh, uh, born in 1965 up in Rochester, New York, and I came to my senses in 1997. I said, I'm done with the snow and cold, so I moved to Houston, Texas, and and I got fired from my job at a local hospital back in 2005, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I go, I know. I'll be, what's that word? It starts with an E. Entra, oh, entrepreneur. I couldn't say it or spell it. Didn't know what it was, but I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so the first dive into that was wedding and portrait photography, which I, be honest with you, I just wanted the gear. Okay. I just wanted it. <laughs> but now keep in mind, we're talking 2005, and this social media is still a baby. And I wanted to promote my business, unlike the way everyone else is doing it. Back then, they were still doing the direct mail. And so I went to one of my friends who was a professional speaker, and I said, hey, could you give me some tips on how I can be a speaker? Now, a little context here. Back in college and high school, I never wanted to do those oral reports in front of the class. Now, as will be evident to your listeners on the show, you can't keep me to shut up. <laughs> and so she helped me how to get started. And then I, the first time I spoke, my wife told me, oh, my goodness, you shouldn't be a photographer. You should be a speaker because you have a gift of communication. The people were on the edge of their seats or taking lots of notes. And so I said, oh, yeah, I, I'd like to be a speaker and a trainer. But I didn't want to talk about photography. So then I started coming up with some topics. And the first one I'm kind of embarrassed to admit was called From Hopeless to Hopeful. To this day, I have no idea where I came up with that. Didn't go anywhere. The second topic was how to overcome roadblocks on your path to success. Note to self, when you're not successful, don't teach people how to be <laughs> So one day I'm on the phone with one of my coaching, uh, one of my coaches at the time. I wasn't having a good day, and I'm usually Mr. Positivity. I'm really usually happy. And uh, he goes, what's going on? I said, you know, I really love speaking and training and serving people, but I don't know what I should talk about. And he goes, well, why don't you talk about productivity? And I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but why would you say that? He goes, I know a lot of people. You are one of the most productive people I know. You get so much stuff done day in and day out, week in and week out. You should share that gift with the world. And the rest, as they say, is history. Wow. So really the entrepreneur kind of path or the, the, the kind of thoughts about it came from, from losing your job in healthcare. Yeah. And so I wonder every time I do an interview like this and every time someone asks me about that, I'm like, what if I never got fired from my job? Would I be here now or would I still be there? I, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of entrepreneurs, I mean, at least I always say that I'm kind of unemployable, <laughs> which, yeah. which does not exactly 100% true, but I am way better at being my own boss and like having my own um, vision of the world. Not to say that I don't like to work with people and I can't. I mean, I have clients in my PR and marketing business, which I have to work with. So I play well with others, but I do think that sometimes when, you know, you're a little older than me and I think our generation or the tail end or the beginning of like the Gen X was the time where you know, people said, Hey, you know what? You should just go get a job so you can get a, uh, you know, a 30 year career with a pension or whatever. And mm -hmm. our generation was sort of the first time that that became not the norm. And I'm just curious if you were just kind of always an entrepreneur, like when you were a kid, was it something you thought about or how, you know, people 
people normally don't just fall into it, but if the, if you did, that's great. But I, I'm curious about when you were a kid and or how, how that all worked. You know, that's a very interesting question, and I want to applaud you for asking it because I think I've always had the entrepreneurial bent, but I didn't know what it was called. I grew up, you know, I'm the only child of my mom and dad, and it was like, go to school, go to college, get a job, retire and die. And I'm like, that, I, that, I don't like that. I, I don't want to there's got to be another way. And so I went through high school, I went through college and I do nothing that I went to college for. Nothing. <laughs> and I think most people fall in that bucket. And true. And I just, you know, I was a radio DJ for several years and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I always said, there's gotta be a better way. Cause to me, retirement should be like in one of those seven words you can't say on TV that George, Car- George Carlin needs to say. Yeah. You know, I, I, when people say, when are you going to retire? You're 54. I'm like, retire? Never. Yeah. You talk to your mother with that mouth? <laughs> I'm like, if you love something, why would you want to retire from it? I love being a productivity expert, a podcaster, a speaker, an online trainer. I love this. Why would I ever want to retire and like go play golf? I, that, didn't, that does nothing to inspire me to achieve that goal. I want to keep serving people until the day I die. This sounds kind of morbid, but I kind of want to like, not really, but kind of like die when I'm like speaking on stage. Yeah. Not really. So don't, no, don't no. send hate emails. But <laughs> no, no, I, I no. I want to do that. Not. I want to, I want to die doing what I love to do. Not like, oh man, I remember 25 years ago, I used to do this and I really loved it. Now I just sit in the rocking chair all day. I don't, that doesn't, that's not for me. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't particularly like that kind of model either. I mean, what was really interesting is that my dad, um, he worked for United Airlines uh, I think 32, 33, uh, some huge amount of time. And when I was getting out of school, engineering degree, same thing, high school, go to college, get a good job. He's like, hey, you know, you should go into the family business, which he was an engineer at United Airlines as well. So he fixed planes and he made all the, you know, autopilot stuff work and all this sort of thing. And, and I'm like, nah, dad, you know, I'm in Silicon Valley. <laughs> I'm going to go, you know, try my fortunes at, you know, startups and stuff. And and I remember, you know, he, he was like, you know, I'm just going to a couple more years to retire. Then I'm going to do all these things. And, and he's a really active guy, you know, grew up on the farm and everything. And I am, and 2001, September 11th, 2001 came around. He was still working. And literally, I think it was a month after September 11th, they said, they said, you have to retire now. So, you know, the best laid plans, he now had to, he didn't have to do something else, but you know, you just never know when, when some, something's going to happen and you may or may not be prepared for it. And so I, I never thought that security was a consistent job. You know, I think for me, the reason I'm an entrepreneur, and I think sounds like the reason that you sort of gravitated towards it is I want to be of service. I want to do my own thing. I want to have a life that completes me, but I also want to be able to, you know, zig and zag when things go wrong. And I think, which is perfectly, you know, perfect timing, right, for for what's going on right now, because I've noticed online that you've been doing a lot of, you know, productivity, um, how to stay productive during times like this, you know, we're right now in, in the COVID uh, pandemic. And yep. I, I really think that's interesting that, you know, you sort of took, took charge, I, I don't know if that's the right word, but I think nowadays, especially when things are uncertain, it's good that, you know, you sort of, I think, 
guess the word I'd use is, uh, you know, you have a gift and using that gift for the good of people is just fantastic. So t tell me how you use your gift to serve. One of the things I'm really impressed with is I follow Brendan Burchard. I follow Robin Sharma. And these people are out there producing massive amounts of content because people right now, unfortunately, due to the crisis, the pandemic, they don't know what to do with themselves. So they're watching Netflix. They're watching the news all day long, scrolling through social media endlessly. But this is a perfect time to finally write that book or launch that podcast or start that YouTube channel or create a course. And, and so I decided I'm, I'm one, I don't like to reinvent the wheel. So I look at what the, the high performance, the thought leaders are doing. I'm like, okay, they're pushing in a lot of content. So will I. And so I've been going live on Instagram every day. And I just decided a couple of days ago, I'm going to do a, a webinar uh, March 25th. I know this will be out afterwards, but I'll probably do another one. It's called how to be productive during COVID-19 because people who aren't used to being home now they're home with their kids and their wife and the dog and the cats and the giraffes and everything else they don't know what to do and so they're just wasting so much time and so i've got some ideas i want to share with people and i'll share on your on their on the show today as well but i think that this is a good wake-up call how are you spending your 24 hours every day and i know we're going to get into that in a few minutes but i think it all comes down to one word is intentionality how intentional you are. I mean, just because you got laid off from your job doesn't mean you should watch TV at three o'clock in the morning and sleep until three o'clock in the afternoon. I think you should uh, do what Brendan Burchard does. And which I do is every day I do the same thing. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm a proud member of the 5 a.m. club. I go for my run. I read my Bible. I work on my planner. I work on my bullet journal. So every day is the same whether it's Christmas, COVID-19, um, summer break, I do the same thing every day. And that consistency helps me be productive. Interesting. So, so yeah, let, let's, let's explore a little bit about your daily habits and sort of, you know, some of the beliefs you have. I mean, I do like the, the fact of having a daily routine. I mean, I'm the same way. Uh, try to wake up at 530 every morning, uh, try to work out, as best I can, or do some writing because I write books, uh, and then also meditate at night to to have that consistency. So, why don't you just sort of take us through a day, a typical day in your life, and you know how how you live it. And and I like the fact that no matter what happens, you're like, nope, going to do the same things to not only give you consistency, but probably makes you a little calmer too. Yes. Well, I will tell you this: my day starts the night before. It really is critical that people understand your day starts the night before what i mean by that you need to get at least seven hours of sleep a night this is what not my opinion this is neuroscientists have said this you need to get a minimum of seven hours of sleep a night so i usually turn the tv off at nine o'clock except for sunday nights because that's when the walking dead's on and sometimes they run a little over don't judge me and so i will read a print book or I will write in my planner, or I'll do something that does not involve screens. And I generally do that till about 9.30, 9.45, and I go to bed. Generally, I sleep really good during the night. And if I wake up in the morning, my Apple Watch says, hey, you got 100% of sleep because my goal is seven hours, then I'm good. So I get up, 
And I used to go running first thing in the morning, but I found some really strange things happening at five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, these are not people getting up in the morning. These are people still up the night before. And so I didn't feel safe. It's really weird. At yeah. five o'clock in the morning, you think you feel safe. So now I go running a little later, about 545 in the morning. But I, I read my Bible. I read a devo- couple of devotions. I do my, fill out my Brendan Burchard High Performance Planner. I you know, fill out the, you know, I keep a record. I do the bullet journals, like record my weight, how I slept, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I go feed the, the zoo we have in our house. And the zoo. Done, whoa, whoa, know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop zoo. <laughs> what kind well, of zoo? I call our zoo. We have a dog and two cats. Oh, OK. I OK. I call it a zoo. So I make sure everything's fed. And then once all that stuff done around four, five forty five, then I go out for my run. It takes me about 30 minutes because I have an Apple watch and I'm obsessed with closing my rings. Now, as you know, <laughs> from our show, I run every day. Yes. And, yes, and yes. so I run at least one mile every day. But now because I have the Apple watch, I got to close my ring, which means you have to exercise for 30 minutes. So I do that for 30 minutes. Then I come home, cool down, take a shower. My wife makes me a delicious breakfast. And then I start my day and I try to be very intentional. I'm very big on personal development. If you look at the thought leaders in our world, they make a priority to be involved in personal development. So I read for at least an hour a day and I'm enrolled in a course right now. So I make sure I do uh, time on court uh, on the course and then I'll spend time on social media, not consuming social media. This is different. I'm not watching silly cat videos or silly kid videos. I'm actually promoting stuff or posting valuable information on social media. And then I may write my newsletter or write a blog post, create a podcast. Uh, Twice a week, I interview people like you on my show. And so no two days are the same, which I like, except I always go to lunch at 1130. I like eating lunch at 1130. It's really, it's one of my quirks. And then (laughs) so that's just what I do. And, and the thing is, is unless I'm interviewing someone or if I'm, unless I'm on someone's podcast like yours or like at the end of this podcast, I've got something I got to go take care of. That's something that's cast in stone. What I do is I will flex. I'll be flexible. So let's say I've got, I want to read my book for 30 minutes, but you know what? I'm not feeling it. I'll take the dog for a walk. So one of the benefits of working for yourself is you can pivot. Hmm. So if I've got something on my schedule to record a solo episode for my podcast, but I'm not really feeling it, well, then I'll move some things around. I don't have to record a podcast at one o'clock or at four o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning, I can say, you know, I'll do it tomorrow or later. But obviously this interview has to happen now. And so I think people have really got to extend themselves grace and realize that you have to listen to your body, listen to your emotions, listen to your feelings. And if you're not feeling something, well, then take a step back. There's no need to try to push a rope because that's not going to serve you well. And then, you know, I do, I am a productivity guy who does watch TV with my wife. Um, we don't watch it live except for the Super Bowl, and we sit there and watch a couple shows at night. And then again, we're back at nine o'clock. Screens go off, and then I repeat the same thing for the next day, seven days a week. Wow. So, okay, okay. So let, let's unpack a little bit about the uh, the reading because I am I am very curious about what people read because I love to read um, and I love to write books. So is it a mix of productivity books or business books? I mean, give, give me some of the things that are on your reading list. Well, right now I am reading several books. I am about three quarters of the way to Tom Brady's TB12 book, very fascinating book about health and wellness. So I'm reading that book. 
I'm uh, really fascinated with Adam Grant's book, Give and Take. If you haven't read this book, I, I have. Really it's a great book. Yeah, great yeah. book. I mean, there's givers, takers, and matchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for yep. your audience benefit, we all know what a taker is. A matcher is the quid pro quo kind of guy. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And then givers are people like, I like to think of myself as a giver and you as a giver. You just give with no expectation of return. So that book is really inspirational right now. Uh, in the morning, uh, of course, I read the Bible. I, I'm also reading Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest, which is really difficult with the language because he does like the high queen king's English or something like that. So it's mm-hmm. really difficult. And then I read um, Tony Dungy, a former NFL coach. He's got a devotion. I read that book as well. My problem is I love to read. I mean, mm-hmm. I love to read. I love to read print books. There's something about, I'll admit it, I'm a book smeller. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if people out there are book smellers. Oh, oh no, 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 no. no I, I know exactly what you mean. Are you a book smeller? <laughs> I am. I am. I, I'm one of the people that buy books and doesn't read them. <laughs> They're just around the house. <laughs> no. I mean, I get to them eventually, but okay. I love, I mean, I'm, I'm now more and more getting you know, books on tape or, you know, from Audible. Books on or, tape. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you're showing your age. Well, I know. Well, Audible <laughs> or online books, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just because if, if I'm, you know, doing something, it's easier. But I, I'm i with you, I, the especially at night. And, and, and I like the fact that you brought up the fact about reading something in print at night, no screen, really does calm you down. And from a and I think it's been, it's probably been proven, but I don't remember the data on it or the, the studies, but I think that wrapping up of the night um, yes. and what you said about preparing for tomorrow, that preparing for tomorrow, I think you nailed it, is what you do the night before. And, and I'll tell you, if, uh, I'll, sh- I'll share a real funny story with you. When I decided to join the 5 a.m. club, the first day I got up at 5 a.m., no problem. The next night, I tried to go to bed at 9.50, 9.30, and my body was not having any of it. It's like, dude, we got two more hours. What are you doing? And I, I tend to get angry when I, you know, which doesn't make me want to go to sleep. And this happened for two nights in a row. And my wife goes, what do you normally do, like, before bed, before you went to the 5 a.m. club? And I said, I read a print book. She goes, are you doing that now? I'm like, you're genius. And what I was doing <laughs> is I was, I was thinking I could just turn the TV off and go right to bed. Yeah. My brain goes, it was like, no, we read a book that tells us it's time to go to bed. Yeah. So it's amazing how smart our bodies adapt and go, turn the TV off, read a book, we go to bed and it works out. You take that element out, then your body gets confused. It's like, wait a minute, there's something missing here. Yeah. No, no, true. True enough. True enough. I mean, that's why I think the, the daily habits that we can do no matter what, as you mentioned, you know, seven days a week, you do sort of the same thing. I mean, during the day may have different meetings, but those habits and routines, especially during times of chaos and change and stress. And we, we always, and this, this has been proven because they, they look at like special operators and all the, the people in the military and really high elite athletes. Um, you revert back to your training always. So under stress and strain and fatigue, you will always go back to some sort of training or you'll go back to your basal level of attitude. So if if you try really, really hard not to be an evil person or, you know, you just have an anger problem under stress, strain, lack of sleep, you will, that will come out. And, and it's not that you can, I mean, you can try to help it, but when you're at a deficit, especially during, again, especially times like what we're going through right now, um, it's really important to have those healthy habits. And 
I think as entrepreneurs, what we tend to do, or at least the ones that I know, you know, maybe work too hard or, you know, kind of push the extreme and kind of try really hard to, you know, take advantage of a situation and not in a bad way, but like, oh, there's an opportunity. I'm going to work, 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 work until I can't work anymore. And, you know, I, like you said, you know, your body needed your habit was to read a print book at night to calm yourself down. And when you didn't do that, didn't work out. So really, really interesting. Hmm. So, so what do you, what are you doing now in terms of, you know, COVID-19, everyone's talking about it. You mentioned that you're doing some uh, productivity webinars or seminars. Can you explain a little bit about what, what's going on with that? And I will do my utmost to get this out this week because I also learned from you <laughs> that the most important thing is to just get it done. So yes. I, I'm, I'm working through the process. And, and to your point about launching a podcast, I literally launched this podcast the day shelter in place order came out in San Francisco, which was oh, wow. <laughs> March, March 16th, 2020, which also happens to be my mother's birthday. So, um, wow. you know, I, full on understand and, and really am taking to heart what, 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 what you've talked about. And, and I agree, like make stuff, make stuff and be of service. So, so what are you doing to make stuff and be of service? Well, I have a webinar I'm going to do, and I'm probably going to do it again. Um, where it's just, I want to help people to not just veg out in front of the TV and watch all the scary news, especially if you, if you have kids, Yeah, you know, you don't want to watch that stuff. One of the things I'm going to talk about in the webinar, which I've talked about, you know, for last week is stay informed, but not obsessed. In other words, check what's going on. Okay. How's it going? They got a cure. They got a vaccine, that stuff. That should take you maybe 10, 15 minutes and then unplug and then go do something productive. Now, when I say something productive, I don't mean not necessarily like create a podcast. Maybe you say, you know what? garage has been on my list to clean out for two years well now here's an opportunity or maybe the backyard is a shambles or you have a picnic bench that needs to be fixed or a closet needs to be cleaned out you know just plan your time and say okay what are we gonna do as a family today okay we have we have the three kids at home my wife and i and we go okay you know let, let's plan our day okay we're gonna have some quiet time where we're gonna either take a nap or we're gonna read and then maybe we'll teach the kids some stuff so they don't lose everything they learned in school and then we'll watch maybe a family movie for a couple hours. And then maybe we'll go out in the backyard and kick the ball around and have a plan. Don't, don't be reactive. Just have a plan and say, okay, these are the things we're going to do today. And involve the whole entire family. And say, okay, what do you guys want to do today? Instead of everybody doing their own thing, because what's going to happen is people get really bored really quickly. But if you say we're going to do this at 10, kind of like, remember, if you ever went to camp, yep. you know, they said, okay, yep. we do it at 10 o'clock, at yep. 11 o'clock, at 12 o'clock, at three time, and at 1 o'clock we do this. So try to structure things. It's going to make people feel a lot less stress because they're going to realize, okay, mom and dad are in control. Okay, I trust my mom and dad. So... Yeah, we're going to be okay. But if you're always watching the news or always checking your phone, now the kids are going to start feeling overwhelmed. That's going to affect their sleeping tonight, which is going to affect their attitude tomorrow. So I think we need to be the mom and dad. If you, it's just you and your spouse, be grownups, practice adulting and say, Hey, listen, we're, we're going to get through this. Let's, 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 let's have a plan. And I think people need the plan because we don't know if this is going to, I mean, this could be like the Spanish flu of 1918 where all of a sudden it just like, boom, stops. I mean, to this day, they don't, to my knowledge, the research I've done, they don't know 
the Spanish flu was so contagious. It was, yeah. It was going across. Just stop. Yeah. Stop. Like literally overnight. This yeah. could be the same thing. They don't know. Yeah. And no I'm knows. like, so people, it, it, this could be gone tomorrow. Could be gone in a year. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. But what you can do is what you're under, what you have in control. Okay, you can't control the stay-at-home orders. You can't control the quarantine. You can't control, like, Disney World and all the sports leagues being shut down. But you can control what you and your family do every day. And I I say have a plan. Yeah, I I actually had a boss that said – you can't change a plan you don't have. <laughs> and, uh, yes. and he, and he always meant it in the sense that the plan will never be perfect. Never wait for perfection because yes. that's the enemy of getting things done. And I think as entrepreneurs, what, what is really interesting about at least my attitude and the attitude of all the ones I know is that we, we do thrive on a little bit of uncertainty and chaos and being able to zig and zag and adjust. And and if if that's the one trait that's going to be pretty valuable right now, it's going to be, hey, you know what? Been here, done that. I know what it feels like to have some uncertainty, to know that I'm going to need to hustle a little bit more. Um, and so, you know, for, for those that that don't have that kind of skill set, I mean, what are some other ways you think you could build up that resilience the hustle, you know, the planning, the taking action. Cause I know a lot of people like you, like you said, I think you, you said it beautifully when people are just going to, you know, Netflix and chill, which, which again, don't get me wrong. Um, definitely need to have some distraction, but you know, what, what, what do you think? How do you, how do you think you could kind of build that up during this time, which I think is a good time to try to build it up. I think the the first thing people should do if they go, okay, Mark, I'm hearing you. I got nothing. Well, here's what you do. Get a piece of uh, a notebook or a piece of paper. And you get something to write with. And you get your whole family around. And you say, okay, listen, what are some of the things we want to do during this, you know, stay-at-home order? You know, we don't know if it's going to last a week, a month. We have no idea. And just have a family meeting. It could be a 30 minutes. It could be a half hour. Or that's the same thing. Uh, 30 minutes. It could be an hour. It could be two <laughs> hours. Just sit down and say, hey, little Susie, what, what do you want to do? She, I want to play my Barbies. And, like, maybe we'll have a little tea party at one time involve the whole family make a list instead of trying to come up with ideas on the fly create a list and have a long list and and maybe put it in the refrigerator and people can just keep adding ideas and you may not get to all of them but you can say oh this we get came up with these ideas on monday but we added three ideas on tuesday and just and that way well we're bored let's go look at the list now you have something to go to instead of going we're bored um i don't know but now, you see what I'm saying? Now yeah. you have that list in the refrigerator. No, I do. Now I do. you've got something to go to. Yeah, no, no. I think that's a great way to at least set the intention, I guess, would be the word I'd look for. Because, I mean, you know, I, I have a fiance now. She's got a 10-year-old daughter, you know, so I'm a, I'll be a step stepfather soon. And, you know, they've been out of school for a little over a week and trying to have some sort of a routine where, you know, she's going to school at her little desk in the living room and school is this because, you know, and I I think, I think I've learned this quickly over the last week. Um, I sort of knew it intuitively, but I, I didn't really have a way to see it in practice is that kids really do like the structure and the, you know, comfort that, Mom and dad are in charge. They have a plan and this, you know, hey, you could be a little scared and, you know, 
no one knows, but this is the plan. We're going to work the plan. I and mean, this is for startups as well. Like we have a plan. We're going to work the plan. When we need to change the plan, we change the plan. You know, simple. And I've been really impressed by how my my fiance Minerva um, has really tried to handle, you know, handle all of this and, and sort of her, you know, just being that kind of person that's okay. Well, this is again, like what you said, this is the new reality for now. This, this doesn't mean it's going to be this way, but every day we're going to have a plan. We're going to work the plan because having a plan gives everyone some comfort. If it's just sort of loosey goosey, chaotic, you know, I can tell that you know, again, I'm not saying that every single minute's structured, but mm-hmm. having a plan and having a framework in which to kind of execute that plan seems to me, I mean, seems to be working out pretty well. Um, is that kind of what you mean by having a plan or is it something different? No, I, that's, you're exactly right. I, I just, you know, kids are, you, everyone likes to have structure. I mean, people that's true. may not admit it. I remember, for several years, I was uh, a leader at our church for uh, a youth group, and the kids, you know, they're they're high school kids, and they do their own thing. But if you get them alone, they will still tell you they like the anchor of mom and dad being at home. Yeah. Kids like structure. That's why people who are kids from divorces, the kids get really confused because now they got mom and dad, and they got the new stepmom or the stepmom, new stepmom or stepdad. Yeah. And, and people like structure. Everyone likes structure. Even I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm glad that I have leaders in our county, in our city, in our state, in our nation that said, okay, this is what you have to do. Don't do this. Yeah. You know, social distancing, wash your hands, you know, and the people, you know, when they first started doing the stay at home, everybody started freaking out. No, you're not being locked in your house like jail. It's just like, you know, Go out to get food, go out to pick up supplies, but then come right home. If you want to go for a walk or a run, go by yourself or, or with just the people in your household. And, you know, I was telling you earlier that it really didn't change my life because I'm kind of an introvert unless I'm on stage. Right. So I, I'm a homebody anyways. And and so when they said, oh, stay at home, like I, I already do. I don't club. <laughs> I don't. I don't. So this is nothing different for me. I mean, my wife and I are homebodies. We stay home. We don't go to bars and, and drink and stuff like that. So this is no different to us. My wife went shopping this morning and then we're home. And we don't have to go out. I mean, it's just like, but I know some people, they're social butterflies. And they have to go out all the time. And maybe these people don't like structure. Maybe they like to, to wing it. Whatever life throws at them, they like, they just go with it. But I think the vast majority of people like structure you won't find one uh, current or former military member who doesn't like structure because that's all they are they're all about structure i was a volunteer firefighter way many many years ago you know we like structure you pull up to a scene of a house fire this guy does this this person does this this person does this if we all did our own thing well the house is burned down so i really think people really prefer structure even though we say i don't like structure but deep down in your heart you want structure yeah, and and I think especially during times of crisis and challenge, because again, everyone reverts back to their training or yes. you know how they've been in the world. So under stress and duress and you know sleep deprivation and you know not eating well or just generally when you're kind of irritated, um, those habits that you've accumulated and that you've built a you know healthy habits and not so healthy habits should come out. I mean. I, I saw a meme the other day that was something like, 
half of us are going to come out of this great cooks and the other half are going to be alcoholics. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> oh man, it's sort of true because I mean, you know, in my own case, I used to use alcohol a lot to cope with challenges and struggles. And, you know, now I've, I've stopped because it wasn't doing me any good. And there's, you know, because I had a, a challenge when my wife passed away. So, you know, it's, it's interesting how you do revert back to these habits that for good or for bad during times of great stress and chaos, um, you know, they'll, they'll impact your life. And, you know, it doesn't really, I don't think it really matters sort of what you do if you've got a meditation practice or for like you, you've got a spiritual practice where you're, you're, you're doing something that's sort of enlightening your, your soul for lack of a better word. And, really trying to like bring it back to like how how you are what you can do to be better and and I think you know any any time I hear people are like oh you know I don't need structure and whatever I I tend to say well you have structure you just you like the guardrails a little wider than most because <laughs> because it's true that. you know it's true i mean we all need guardrails i mean especially if you're creative and and, and most you know entrepreneurs we're, we're literally just applied creatives right we well even if people say i don't like structure i'm like okay you want structure when you're out driving in the road right you want that person to stay on that side of the street and not come in your lane and hit you head on you want that person to stop at the red light so if you think about it if you go granular Everyone has structure because if we had no structure, if you say, I don't do structure, then don't go in the road. Don't go out driving, please, because you're going to kill somebody because that's just, I feel like driving in, like I'm in England. I'm going to drive on the left side of the road. Well, this is America. We don't do that over here. And so I, people don't stop. People need to stop and think, wow, I do have a lot of structure in my life. We just look at it as on autopilot so much, but there's a lot of structure. You can't go in the bank and say, I got a hundred dollars in there. Give me $15,000. No structure. You can only take out what you have. So there is structure. I think because it's so part of our, our, our lives, we don't realize we have the structure that we do have. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and so, so, you know, what, what do you think, how do you think the world's going to change after all this? Do you have some inklings right now? I know we're sort of in the beginning, I guess, but, you know, we're seeing a lot of positive and negative and, you know, there'll be a lot of challenges, but what do, what do you think? How do you think will happen? Some predictions. What do you think? My prediction is you're going to have a two distinct um, worldwide economy. You're going to have the people who use this time to better themselves, whether it's reading a book or doing some of the other things we, we talked about in the show and had a spirit of giving and who really wanted to get better. And they're going to thrive. People like you and me are going to thrive when this is overdone, over and done. There are other people who just spend all the time Netflixing, Netflixing, and they're, is that a word, Netflixing? It is. I think so. (laughs) Okay. Um, Like Googling. But then they were complaining about the government, you know, whether, you know, city, state, you know, president, whatever. And they're not doing anything. And so when it, when it's all over and people like you, me, you and me are thriving, they're like, Oh, how come I don't have all this stuff? How, you guys are so lucky. No, we were working when you were watching Netflix for eight hours a day. And so I really think that there's going to be a separation of classes worldwide. They're going to be the doers who are doing now and keep on doing. And they're going to people who complain they're like, okay, I want my minimum wage job that had to do my least amount of work to get my paycheck. As long as I get through vacation, three day holidays and all this other stuff. 
and I think it's going to, that gap's going to be even bigger because there are some people who just want to do the minimum amount of work possible to get a paycheck, to pay the bills and then party. And probably none of those are listening to you this, this conversation right now, but there are those people and they, they're the people who don't want to do any more work than is absolutely necessary. I think they're going to struggle even more when COVID-19 is over because they're not doing anything right now to get themselves better. That's why I'm so obsessed with like my webinar and my, my social media and stuff like that. I'm like, Hey, what can you do today? What is something you can do today, today, right now? Because I don't want you watching Netflix all day or watching the news. I want you to go do something that's going to make you better. And so I, my prediction is, is the people who are working hard now to improve themselves are going to thrive unlike anything before. And the other people are going to get further and further behind. And they're going to complain and get angry at us because we're so much ahead. But it's not our fault. We took this opportunity to get better where they didn't. So they really can't blame anybody, but they will anyways. Yeah, I, I, I think I can I can see your point on that. I mean, it is if you're not used to the entrepreneur mindset, it is hard to see opportunity in something like this, right? Well, that, that's true, <laughs> but you can still read a book or you yeah, can go watch a true. TED Talk. So there's simple things. If you have no idea what an entrepreneur even is, you can still go and do something. Okay, there are things you can do, but what my point is, is they're making the choice like, you know what, I'll worry about that when it's over. No, you have the opportunity now. Yeah, no, I think there is definitely a lot of opportunity. I think I think for me that my hope and 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 I think this is going to be true is that the that the world's going to pull together a little bit more and we will see the shared humanity in the struggles of others. Um I think you can see that I mean, you saw a little bit about of that after September 11th in New York, and, yeah. and any time I think it's called, I think the name of the book is um, oh, Catastrophe. Oh, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's basically catastrophe communities where a community gets stronger when it goes through a massive um, upheaval or some sort of, um, you know, I'm losing the words for it. But it, it's a it's a known phenomenon that you know we as humans were tribal. But we also see the humanity in each other. And, and, and generally, we want to help each other. And, you know, even the people that may be seeing this as an opportunity to kind of like not improve themselves, you know, over time, my hope is that they'll see that, you know, as we all contribute and be of service, I think we'll pull together more and, and we'll start having some more shared humanity. Um, at least that's my prediction because I see it. I see it almost every day when either online or the people that I know in government are really, you know, trying hard. And, and, you know, you can debate back and forth who does what and who said what, and, you know, and, and I get it, you know, people, people pick their team. Right. But yes. when it comes to this sort of stuff, the thing that I've found that's been just for me, beautiful and gives me hope for humanity is that, you know, on, on the, just the core level, Every single one of us, no matter who we are, you know, Republican, Democrat, black, brown, white, green, whatever orientation, you know, whatever you want to say, we all have our shared humanity and we, we all, we all want to, you know, see our families, you know, safe and happy. And, and, and generally we want everyone else to kind of be, be good too, because it's just better for everyone. And I, that's my hope anyway. So if we predict that, that'd be great. Um, but you know, it it may be a bit of a 
bit of a longer, longer, um, longer slog. So are there any, you mentioned a couple of people that you follow. Um, are there any, you know, entrepreneurs that additional ones that you would kind of bring up that are sort of the people that to look at during times like this that you think are like, oh yeah, like they, they're not, you know, they're making it happen. Yeah, um, Mark Cuban. Mark, uh, okay, you know he's uh, on the Shark Tank, owns the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, when the NBA closed, he immediately thought of all the people who would lose their jobs, and he uh, created a program where people can go out and volunteer, and he'd pay them their salary. I thought that was nice. Uh, Tony Robbins, uh, I saw him on Instagram a couple days ago. He is working with infectious disease experts and biologists and scientists to figure out the truth, not only of COVID-19, but how can we prevent something like this happen again? Uh, you know, those are just two people. Uh, Grant Cardone, he's got uh, a really, uh, apparently, a state-of-the-art sales training program called Card- Grant, uh, Cardone University, and he's given everyone access to it for 30 days. Uh, Robin Sharma, you know, he's got a course he's given everybody access to for 14 days. You know, these people I, I really admire because they are stepping up. And instead of just saying, hey, you know what? I'm still going to charge you the same amount of money and my head's in the sand. I, I'm not doing that. I'm going to try to help. And I, I, I really admire people like that. I really look up to people like that. Yeah, I, I think that is definitely something that, um, you know, it could go either way. <laughs> you know, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of the, I don't know, people taking advantage of others other than that one guy that was trying to sell oh, yeah. <laughs> all the uh, sanitizer. I mean, which is ridiculous. Yes. I mean, that's just, I mean, opportunistic and not, not very cool, but you know, like the, the, I, I, I have a subscription to masterclass, which again is a great, tool if you really want to learn something chances are masterclass has got a really good program for it but the other day they sent me an email and they said hey do you know anyone that may want a year for free during this time you know here here's your little coupon code you can have a friend send it to a friend which i thought was really nice and i know a lot of a lot of people that are trying to do other things i mean there's a local um local entrepreneur here sam parr who is trying to he he runs hustle the hustle which is a kind of a media company and you know, he's trying to get as much information out there as possible for not only, you know, the, the ethical opportunities to help. And, you know, you see people that are like uh, women that are um, knitting face masks and stuff like that, which, yeah. you know, I think everyone can help out in their own little way. And it doesn't mean you have to be, if you, you know, whatever resource you have, um, you know, be of service like that, I think. I really like how you put that because if more people were were givers and of service, I think a lot of our, well, a lot of our worries and challenges would, would go away. And I think, you're, I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing people come together. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Just, just not in Congress yet. They, they're, they're <laughs> matchers in Congress. You know? Oh yeah. Um, there's not a lot of givers in Congress. And, and I'm saying across both sides. Oh yeah, no. All, they get out there and say, yeah, we're working on the bipartisan plan. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're like kids in kindergarten at the recess. Uh, recess. Um, so they're definitely matchers. They're not givers. Um, and so that, that's kind of sad. But uh, yeah, I think I, we're going to be okay. This is not the zombie apocalypse. It's not the end of the world. We're going to get through this. 
but we just need to come together, like you say. And I think we're going to be fine. You know, episodes like this one, the one you were on my show, you know, we're okay. We're going to help people. We're going to get through this on the other side, and we'll be stronger. So I have full confidence in the human race. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good way to end it. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> full, full, heard it here first from Mark. He has full faith and confidence in the human race, as do I, as do I. Okay. So. Excellent. Mark, I really appreciate your time. Stay safe. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's just be of service and uh, have those opportunities where we can find them. Excellent. Can I tell everybody about my uh, seven-day productivity challenge? Oh, of course. Yeah, go ahead. So on my website, which you can get to by going to mrproductivity.com, that's M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com, which takes you to markstuchowski.com. You're welcome. At the top of the page there, it says, join the seven-day productivity challenge. It's my free gift to you, and you just and your name and email address. And for seven days, I give you something simple to do in order to improve your productivity, okay? It takes two minutes a day to read the email and implement it. They're really... I'm going to say they're easy to understand, but when you get to like days four, five, and six, it's like, you're like, you want me to what? <laughs> um, because I want you to get out of your comfort zone and your autopilot. So it's called the seven day productivity challenge. You just go to mrproductivity.com, sign up for it. Uh, I've had so many people go through it and they said it's been life changing. They love it. And uh, so I hope that your um, listeners will take advantage of it. It doesn't cost anything. Yeah, no, that's great. I'll also put a link to it in the show notes and, uh, Thanks again, Mark. Stay safe, and uh, we'll talk soon. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. It was a pleasure to serve both you and your audience. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting thedailymba.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur, and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, at The Daily MBA, and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest that you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about in this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better.